Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Knit British podcast. Knit British supports wool that's been grown, spun or dyed in the UK. I'm your host Louise Scully and on today's show it's all about the unwinding from the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and Podcast Lounge. So as always on the Knit British podcast, grab your nearest whip, grab a drink. Tonight mine is vanilla rubosh. And let's get going. How on earth are you doing? It seems like ages since last time we spoke. Proper ages. A big welcome to new listeners, particularly those of you who have joined me after that amazing event that was Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I've had some messages and some comments this week uh, from some of you who uh, said you met me at the, that weekend and have been enjoying the podcast so it's lovely to hear from you and lovely lovely to have you along for the journey and hello also to returning listeners I met lots of you over the Edinburgh Yarn Festival weekend and it was great to put some uh, faces to the Twitter and to Ravelry avatars so thank you for joining me it's always lovely to have you coming around for Knit British So Edinburgh Yarn Festival, for those of you who were there, you will know exactly what I mean when I say, wow, (laughs) this was a really extraordinary event. And, you know, I have been finding it hard to think about doing this episode because it's been it's been something that I have found hard to sort of decompress from and process and I guess talking about it in detail means that it actually is over. Uh, So we're going to do the podcast slightly differently today. Uh, I have got a nice cup of tea and I'm sitting in my kitchen which might sound a bit different from usual, it might be a bit echoey and I'm just going to sit back with this cuppa and have a little look back at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I've got no crib sheet or notes this week and there'll be no cast on cast offs or any regular segments i'm just gonna take you through a little wander back through the edinburgh yarn festival and my experiences of that and the podcast lounge for those of you who are new to the podcast and don't know about the edinburgh yarn festival this is an event that was held on the 14th and 15th of march this year and it was the second time it's been held since 2013 It started in rather humble beginnings in the Out of the Blue Drill Hall uh, on Leith Walk and has now moved to the Edinburgh Corn Exchange with over 100 exhibitors and lots of workshops and really top-notch tutors and vendors. And organisers Joe and Mika asked me to host a podcast lounge area. Um, This was primarily to be an area where podcasters could hold meetups and meet listeners, which is what we try to do um, at events organised via social media at events like um, Yarndale and things but we don't often get a dedicated space and so this was to sort of combat that and we had the whole space for the whole weekend and my plans for the podcast lounge was for for it to be somewhere somewhere special that you could drop in and out of all weekend uh, laid back, relaxed but maybe with some informal sessions where you might be able to take something away from it. So that is pretty much all I've talked about for the last goodness knows how many episodes. And that's what's been going on behind the scenes here at Knit British HQ, really, for for the longest time. 
uh, which is possibly why I find it hard to let go of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Uh, <laughs> um, so Friday the 13th of March was the first time I saw the venue and the podcast lounge area and it was in a huge breakout area near the cafe bar uh, where people could enjoy uh, their lunch and also fine beverages and very fine cakes and uh, it was also the same area where the teapot trust had a yarn winding station and also were delivering knitting and crochet classes via the awesome carol meldrum and there was also the startup sellers area as well and i got to get into the podcast lounge and we had six fantastic comfy couches all covered in throws. Kathy Scott um, donated for the uh, occasion a beautiful hand-knitted um, blanket and it was it was really lovely comfy area and it was much bigger than I had anticipated. And at the same time that I was setting up the podcast lounge then of course the main hall vendors was getting set up as well and I sort of Although I was asked several times if I wanted to come in and have a look, I sort of didn't want to because I wanted to sort of keep a level, a lid on my Edinburgh Yarn Festival excitement because ever since I was small, I've always had this this thing that um, I could never be relied upon for... <laughs> for big occasions at family events because I would get so excited about the forward planning that I would always end up with a migraine or something I've given myself a migraine through overexcitedness and so I thought yeah I'm not going to do that at Edinburgh Yarn Festival I am going to keep a lid on my excitement and I'm just going to let my let Edinburgh Yarn Festival soak in from the soles up <laughs> <laughs> and so on Friday, that's really, really what I did. I saw um, a lot of uh, running around and excitement. I, As I was sitting up in the podcast lounge, Felix Ford was rehearsing for the Ka'ba Ray, which was awesome to listen to. Um, I saw Joe and, Joe and Mika fleetingly all the time, uh, <laughs> going backwards and forwards. Very efficient ladies. Uh, Mika had a fantastic utility belt. There wasn't quite a clipboard, but there was a utility belt uh, with walkie-talkies and <laughs> gadgetry. It was quite fantastic. And uh, I also got to catch up with some of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival volunteers, who I knew from uh, their trip to Shetland for Wool Week. And it was really good to catch up with them. And... At the same time that I was set, setting up, uh, then the startup sellers uh, came in to set up. And one of them is the lovely Siggy, who is handmade by Siggy on Twitter. And I've known her since the first Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Um, and she came to Shetland uh, for a whole week last year as well. So it was fantastic to see her. Another face that I know from Twitter, but not from the real world until recently, was uh, Angie from Weftblown. Angie is a weaver and she's situated in the craft town in West Kilbride and I've been chatting with her on Twitter for ages and uh, she knew that I was going to be on the lookout for a loom at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival so she was quite instrumental on the Saturday in me making my first purchase after a little demo uh, so it was lovely to see her and yeah it was just there was like a, a, a bubbling excitement on the Friday and I just sat in in the podcast lounge once I'd 
got it all set up and um, was thinking on you know some of my questions and thinking about my sessions that I had planned in the in the podcast lounge over the weekend and really just as I say let it sink in slowly. <laughs> I mean for me as I say it was sort of the culmination of a, of a lot of weeks excitement. Now um, Jo and Mika this was the culmination of two years of planning and organising but at the same time it must have been so whirlwindy for them um, and I don't think they were afforded the same luxury as to be able to sit down for a wee while and, and let it soak up from <laughs> from the soles upwards. I think they were very much uh, headlong into it. But yeah, that was sort of my plan. And I left then uh, the corn exchange on Friday in a, a quite a relaxed but pensive mood and met up with the lovely fella and his brother for dinner and had sunk, sunk a few fantastic ciders at the Holyrood 9A which is our favourite place to eat in Edinburgh. They do the best burgers. Had ourselves a, a drinking session and um, became a total lightweight, realised that by half past seven I was absolutely fleeing and uh, thought I should probably go back to the hotel. So it was an early night on Friday night and then Saturday arrived. I arrived at the venue quite early to meet the fantastic Karina Westerman who had a surprise pop-up stall right next to the podcast lounge. So I got her orientated, her and the lovely Disco Dave, her lovely fellow David. Then I was awaiting my podcasty crew because the first session in the podcast lounge on Saturday morning was a conversation with Caithness Craft. And uh, Louise arrived with her mum uh, prior to the doors opening. And we had, I don't know, maybe we had about 10 minutes to sort of go around the the marketplace which was obviously the first time I'd been in the marketplace so I sort of let myself have a little ooh isn't this fantastic moment uh, <laughs> and it was really uh, lovely to catch up with with uh, Louise and her her fantastic mum Zelia uh, Louise is of course Lacey to my Cagney and um, so it, that was fantastic and the lovely fella got a cracking photo of us rubbing wool all over our faces as you do <laughs> uh, and then the bees arrived and with uh, Felix teaching and the geeky girls on their stall the podcast uh, lounge podcast crew was present and correct at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and we were ready to let them in and the doors opened and we watched through the window uh, in, our, in our little breakout area as, they were, as everyone was coming in sort of uh, we'd seen pictures on Twitter of people queuing outside and now they were coming in and it was it was uh, quite funny to see them sort of cut, like teetering in, <laughs> full of excitement. Um, but that didn't stop people. A lot of people headed straight for the marketplace, but quite a few people came, headed straight to the podcast lounge and they were there to see Louise and Louise had a sort of meet and greet session. She was talking about her involvement with the Great Tapestry of Scotland and uh, textile crafts and anything Caithness based and so she had a, a lovely wee throng and it was in this time that I had my my first sort of I thought I've got 45 minutes free I'm gonna race to the marketplace which the lovely fella came with me and uh, that is when I went to Once a Sheep and Weft Blown and had a wee go on a sample uh, an Ashford sample at Loom and said 
Uh, Karen uh, of Once a Sheep, please put my name on this. I will be back for it later. <laughs> so that was my first purchase of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival made within 45 minutes. The first 45 minutes of the opening. And uh, also it was exactly the amount uh, that I'd saved in £2 coins uh, for the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So I was well chuffed with that. that my £2 coins went on, on, on something like a loom. The place was just buzzing. It really was absolutely buzzing. So in those first forty-five minutes, there were there were a lot of there was a lot of excitement. It was like someone let the lid off the Edinburgh Yarn Festival excitement because we're all here and we all want the yarn <laughs> and we all were all high in the fumes. It was great. And when I came back to the podcast lounge, it was lovely to see Carrie's surprise pop-up stall surrounded by people uh, looking for her Bayat and Proserpine. Uh, shawl patterns amongst others it was a surprise pop-up stall uh, for the Saturday and I thought you know what if we're gonna have a surprise pop-up stall for Carrie Westerman on the Saturday we better have a surprise trunk show with Carrie Westerman on the Sunday morning so that was a sort of a, ch- a change to the schedule and it was fantastic it worked out so incredibly well so there was quite a lot of people in the podcast lounge and the barren area um, quite early on and after Louisa's session it was my come and have a fuel session and this was for British obviously British wool and I mean I could have had a formal session where we talked about sheep breeds and the characteristics of the wool staple length micron counts all that kind of stuff but the reason I wanted to do the session was because I always get told don't you think British wool is itchy and scratchy and awfully expensive. And so those are the two myths I like to try and dispel. And so what I did was I had a wee ball of wool. I had two swatches knitted in that wool, one washed and blocked and one not. And I had them all tied together in a wee bundle and you had tasting notes. And so what I wanted people to do was to squish the ball, to feel the swatches and feel how different the yarn was if it was if they thought it was different at all. Because... As we know, we go to these shows and shop, even in a shop, we'll grab a ball of wool that takes our fancy and we'll squish it in our hand. Sometimes we squish it quite tightly. That is actually not a very good indication of how the yarn is to knit with. And quite often in that initial hand squish grab, we feel the maybe the pricklier fibres, the longer crisper hairs. And as I say, it's just not a very good interpretation of what that yarn is like to knit with. So this was my opportunity to get people to hand squish grab yarns and also feel the knitted swatches and come up with keywords that weren't itchy or scratchy (laughs) to explore the different textures of British wool. And it was splendidly well received. I had some baskets of swatches because that's all I've done. Uh, for the last few weeks is knit swatches and samples for for this session. I handed them out, everybody took one. In fact, some people did more than one tasting, uh, set of tasting notes. And there were heaps of questions. Where can I, where can I get this yarn? What, what yarn will this garment, will this suit best? And, and lots of people who were so pleasantly surprised how different the yarn felt in the swatch as it did in the in the ball and that was two thumbs up for me on that that's exactly what I hoped people would find and Blacker supplied most of the yarn for this session which was fantastic of them and they also uh, gave a discount code to all Knit British listeners and 
um, those who were at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, which is still valid and runs until the end of May and is Knit British 2015, which can be used at the checkout. And in the yarn that they sent me, we had some, we had a lot of rare breed yarns and we had some long wool yarns and we specifically chose yarns that people have often thought as toothier or more rustic or crisp. I have had it mentioned to me in a negative way that they are crisp or rustic because I don't think those are negative words really, but they all do different things. And I, as I say, I was, it was fantastic that people were so interested in it and other people were chiming in talking about how they'd used the yarn certain yarn before and they could tell you exactly how it washed and wore and I also um, took some blends as well uh, with me because some people will say oh that's a Shetland wool I can't wear Shetland wool next to my skin because it's it's coarser than I would like quite often that is the attitude after someone squished the ball there's no when you squish a ball of yarn you have no understanding of how that wool washes and wears and washes and wears and what it does the more and more you look after it and so I brought things like Shetland and alpaca mixes so people could say well okay I've, I've steered, steered clear of Shetland before but wow here is something that is so soft that I can't deny it um, I, and so I, I brought some things like that but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a blog post on this on the tasting sessions but it was it was really well received and I was really, really chuffed with all the questions and people wanting to know where they could get uh, these yarns. And of course, the yarns were from Blacker and I just had to point them in Blacker's direction. So <laughs> the one of the best bits was that uh, of that session was there are so many faces that I recognise and so many people who introduced themselves as listeners. And that was fantastic. And, you know, I'm really crappy tea with names. It's it's a thyroid thing. People with thyroid things will tell you how bad they are with memory but there were so many of you there uh, Dana Broad Hannah was there Suf was there Megan the third Pat B Stumpy No Butterfly was there uh, Judith was there but she I didn't recognize her as Judith because I don't know I was on British wool mode so I only it like properly got that it was her on uh <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Elvetje, I think that's probably not how you say it, but um, one of my Twitter chums, she, she was eating cake, she didn't have a squish, but uh, <laughs> we got reacquainted the next day. Who else was there? Oh, uh, Hazel Tyndall was there, and I just I just met so many fantastic people over the whole weekend, and I'm so rubbish with names, but you know that we talked and it really was an honour to meet everybody to meet everybody and and some people I've just been really looking forward to had well I've been really looking forward to meeting everybody but some just cracked me up Gifnet girl you cracked me up and you had the you made the best uh, shortbread that you brought into the podcast lounge and says Cupidalian Lynn it was fantastic to meet you and Gojo 63 you said some lovely things about the podcast and yeah, there was just uh, Spinny Gonzalez, just, I'm not going to say any more names, I'm just going to, because I'll really embarrass myself if I forget anybody, but I just want you guys to know that it was an absolute top-notch honour uh, to, to, to meet you. As well as, as meeting you guys that I obviously know as listeners and Twitter chums, social media friends, there was lots of you who came forward and said this is the first time I've ever tried British wool and this is the first time I've ever heard of it British. And that was fantastic too because 
you went away with a bit more knowledge about British Rule and fantastic discount code for a blacker, so I hope you bought some things as well. It was great to meet you guys too. The the lovely fellow was taking loads of pictures, and of course I look awful in every single one because I'm doing silly squishy faces <laughs> and squishy yarn hands, and um, I'm tend to be like brandishing yarn and, and wool in people's faces but I will put them on the website so you can have a look at them and then after, after that it was time for the podcast meetup and we had a really great podcast meetup both days it was so fantastic uh, we had myself and shiny bees Caithness Craft Plutonium Muffins the lovely Connie Berry was there the fantastic Dervla and Claire from the Blaster podcast I was I was so chuffed that they were there. It was really great to meet them. Um, Jolie from Jolie's Kitchen was there. Alison from Yarn in the City was there. And the amount of people who came uh, to just sit and knit and chat with their podcasters and fellow listeners was great. It really was. I was one of the absolute highlights of the weekend, actually. Um, In fact, our six sofas in the podcast lounge were full and people had to sit on the floor um that's how how busy it was um so it was really but really fantastic the only drawback about the podcaster meetup and some of the sessions was that it was quite loud in the breakout area there was a lot of music going on it wasn't so much people a hubbub of noise but but music and the acoustics is, are fantastic in the in the current exchange which you would expect from a venue that is well known for putting on gigs and concerts and things um but it was just a little bit too loud for some some of the recordings but we managed to turn it down uh, we would turn it back up again so that was the only thing was uh, um the music was a wee bit loud um after the podcast meetup there was more happening in the podcast lounge in the shape of shiny bees and the sock surgery but for me, I was going shopping <laughs> and was going around with my microphone. It was actually quite difficult to record audio. There was just so much happening and I had quite a few people that I had said that I wanted to talk to and I did manage to speak to them, which was fantastic. But with everything that was happening in the podcast lounge, the times that I was getting out to interview were, was the peak times really in, in the marketplace. But I did shoot off and as I was heading on into the the marketplace, I met Adrian, who is Williams Wool, who I've been following on, on Twitter for ages and ages. And I she's just she's absolutely lovely. So um here's here's Adrian and I. Oh, I'm so, actually. Oh, don't be starstruck, darling. <laughs> Sorry, you're here. Adrian, it's yeah. Williams Wool. Yeah. Are you enjoying your Edinburgh Yarn Festival yes, experience? It's brilliant, it's lovely. How much have you bought? Uh, well, mm, quite a bit actually. That is a healthy looking yes. bag. To say that I've got a shop and I don't really need any wool, <laughs> it's quite a bit. But that's good. But then this is it's the recent. yarn lover's dream department yes. for the weekend. So yeah. you have to do a bit of spend. So you're here for the whole weekend? Just, no, just, just but we are going back tonight. So. You coming to the cabaret? No, because oh, we've got the train, train. Book, so yeah. Oh, so. so fantastic to see you here. I, I should get you on Knit British now as well. I saw you early on, but you were quite busy, so I thought... Yeah, it's been mental. I thought we might have a couple, just a couple of people want to come and sit and knit, and it's been crazy. I did a little wool squishing earlier, and heaps yeah. of people took part, and I've got lots of tasting notes now, and lots of people going away and wanting to buy British wool, yeah. so... That's 
That's awesome. That's what we want. So now I have to go and I feel I need to go and buy now. I think oh, I should go and spend some money. It's so lovely to see you. I'm so, it's great. So I got into that marketplace and I thought, right, where am I going to go first? And the amount of exhibitors were fantastic. Let me just read you out from my souvenir plan of Edinburgh Yarn Festival just some of those fantastic exhibitors were uh, Lucy Haig Designs. Lucy is a, a designer who features a lot of fantastic cables and has just released uh, her first book, I believe. Scottish Machine Knitters were there doing demos. Perlescence were there and they had some fantastic items on their stall, I have to say, including the wonderful Knitsonic Colourwork source book, which... Lots of people were looking for, by the way. I had a lot of people come up and asking me where they could buy that. So I sent them, happily sent them to Perlescence. UK Alpaca Yarns were there. Shetland Wool Week were there. And I had a fantastic conversation with uh, Misha Hay about what people might be able to expect from Shetland Wool Week. Elle Print Panda was there and it was lovely to see Amanda and, and Lauren, who I have known for Twitter for quite some time. And in fact... When I went over, I went, hello, I've come all the way from Twitter to see you. <laughs> like the nut job that I am. Icelandic knitter Helen Magnusson was there, which was fantastic. Her stall was beautiful. Really some beautiful items, knitted items in her stall. Tilly Flop Designs is there and she had her fantastic range of cards and temporary tattoos and tea towels and all manner of knitterly themed stationary items. The Crochet Project, uh, Joanne Scrace and Kat Golden had a stall. Jolie's Kitchen, and it was lovely to meet Jolie. That's the first time I've met Jolie. I went over there and teased myself on Saturday morning. And she was there with, with her patterns. And she, of course, is a podcaster and a fantastic tech editor as well. And offers classes in tech editing, I believe. And uh, some met up with some of her students at the... <laughs> at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, so that was that was lovely. Laura's Loom was there, and I was so pleased to go over to see Laura because I, I Laura's Loom has been featured on Knit British a couple of times, and I've never met Laura, and I've I've reviewed her yarn a couple of times as well, and it's just fantastic. But I've never been at a show where she's been, so it was really lovely to to see Laura, and I had to go over and and see her. Mostly because I've had such a lot of feedback from you guys about her BFL alpaca yarn that I reviewed on the sh on the show a few weeks ago, and it's something that quite a few of you have been interested in, and quite a lot of people at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival were interested in because there was quite a hole uh, on her stall. So let, I'll I'll bring you that short interview now. I was really drawn to a new yarn on Lada stall called Howgill yarn. Anyone who, who knows Lada or is familiar with her shop and website know that Howgill is the name of a range uh, that she sells, that she weaves. And we also got talking about about um, rare breed wool and British wool and how and, and texture. And she had a fantastically beautiful shawl knit in her Hebridean yarn. Uh, on display. Are you Laura? I am. I'm Louise. Oh, hi. 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 Great to see you. How are you? This, this is the scarf that you've got. This is the scarf. <laughs> 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 
Do you mind if I put this in your face for no. a moment? Because <laughs> I really wanted to say hello to you because everybody was just so interested in your new. In, in the yeah, it's How's gone really. It's going well. Actually. It looks like it. There's yeah. a bit cool there. Yeah, there is. There is, <laughs> and, and that's all I brought. So. <laughs> and you've yeah. got the sport weight. I've got well. the sport weight as well. Lovely. Yeah. So how has your Edinburgh Yarn Festival been so far then? Oh, it's fun. Yeah. It's great fun. Yeah, lots of interest. And, I'm loving um, this. Is this yeah. new? This is new. This is blue. This yeah, these are my two blue faces. The sing the coloured singles and the natural singles mouthed together. This is beautiful. Uh, yeah, I'm really pleased with that. And is this yeah. this is what you this is what you use for your high girl collection, um, is it? Uh, no, I use the singles for oh, the yeah. weaving for the for the throws and the scarves. It's all made from singles. But it's sort of what do you do with leftover singles? So yeah, we just tried two of the naturals blends, the middle two browns, mm -hmm. grey browns, with the colours, just to see what they look. And then I'm hoping next year to blend the Hebridean fleece yeah. with the blue face and then over dye it and I think we'll get some interesting texture. Yes, in that. <laughs> yeah. that's the thing, texture is the thing, that's my most favourite thing and I did have a big come and have a squish session today right. and everybody yeah. was so, I was so pleased, everyone was really into the texture, yes. haney, yeah. the hairier wools, the ones that that's knit up right. and I was thinking yeah. yes this yes. is what I want because <laughs> we know this, there's yeah. this misconception that wool is, is scratchy yeah. or, or, yeah. Or, or, or maybe just not nice next to the skin and of course we know better. That's and it's right. really nice when people yeah. are interested in trying I mean, it. And I mean, that's of... knitted from the Hebridean singles. Just I did not knit it, a friend knitted it that's for me. That's beautiful. But it, isn't it gorgeous? That is gorgeous. Um, and it just needed washing twice to get yeah. rid of the um, yeah. oils and then let it bloom. Well, that's um, what I love about what I love about your BFL. And this, I mean, I've got it all scrunched up, but I'll take that off and give it a shake. And it just and it comes back. I've never had yeah. to block this again. Right. I've never had to block it. It's yeah. a fantastic yarn. And every, everyone that I asked me about it, I was like, what a lot is this? Because yes. <laughs> really, there's a lot more colours here yeah. as well now. Yeah. You've kind of branched out with a few more colours. Uh, yeah, well, there's some older yes. colours. The, the bright orange is an old one. That's lovely. And just as I thought people were losing interest in that colour, everybody today has been going, look at that colour. And I haven't made any more of it. So I was like, ah! <laughs> but that's it. It takes, it doesn't it take yeah. something like this for, it, for, for yeah. you know, people yeah. to, to well, see it, things that's again? That's right. And, and it gives you a shot in the arm because you find out what people are interested yeah. in and what they're willing to experiment with exactly yeah. that's it oh hurrah for yeah. british no, rule is what i say anything that gets people you know wanting to knit with it is, is brilliant yeah. it's definitely brilliant yeah. Uh, yeah. i'm gonna have to buy some of this now <laughs> i know that i've seen it i love this but yeah. thank you Lana. Okay, thank, thank you so you. much thank you very much <laughs> Tin can knits and rainbow heirloom were, were there. Very busy stall, very busy stall indeed. Uh, once a sheep and weft blown, as I've mentioned. Dublin dye were there. Now, if you've listened to, listened to the second episode of the Blaster podcast, then you will have heard Dervla interviewing Dublin dye uh, company. So Dublin dye, so that's really worth a listen. Very interesting. Um, to hear about her techniques and things. Jimison's of Shetland were there and they, are with, they were mobbed. We managed to get Elba in to get a picture of some of the wool at one point, but um, they were quite mobbed. And Jimison's of Shetland, quite excited to say that ho I hope in the next couple of weeks I'll be going over there for a, a wool shop shout out so I can see their new store because they've had a refurbished store uh, of late. So didn't get a chance to talk to them at all. It was just mental. John Arbin was there. I, I'm always drawn to the John Arbin stall and they had a fantastic range of tops as well as their yarns. 
black-backed rare breed wool had an amazing array of of British wools and rare breed wools. Uh, uh, just fantastic. Uh, do have a look at their website if you're interested in British wool. Um, they've got some different things, things that you might not find elsewhere. Um, I was particularly drawn to one of their scarves that they had knitted up. I think it was BFL, they call it BFL Sparkle. No, BFL Gold, I think it was. And it, it was a really lovely cream-coloured BFL with a bit of sparkle in it which I think somebody was asking about on the Knit British Ravelry group at one point, so that might be a place to look. I totally miss Nokando Mill. I don't know where Nokando were. I couldn't find... I, I don't know how many times I was around, but I missed them, and I'm quite jealous because the Shiny Bees bought a blanket from them, a, a woven blanket, so I'm quite sad to have missed out on them. Ripple's Crafts, I was there, and it was really good because I got to see, see Helen and get cuddle in the morning, because, and that was the only time that I actually spoke to her properly. Uh, on Saturday morning, the rest of the time it was just a mad wave every time I sort of went past. Uh, she was busy, as always. Beautiful, colourful stall. Textile Garden were there with all their fantastic buttons and closures. And Toft al Alpaca were there and they had a really eye-catching stall. And uh, Ginger Twist Studio. Uh, I had quick word with Jess on Sunday afternoon and... Sunday afternoon was slightly more palatable to be able to, to, to stop and talk to people because it was just slightly more laid back. Slightly more. Um, also, at this is I'm st obviously still going through the, the list of, of vendors here. Yarn Garden. It was delightful to see Louise and George. Louise and George are the hardest working festival going couple of all yarn festivals, I think. They go to nearly every single one. I'm pretty sure they go to every single one. And it was lovely to see them. And Katya Frankel was also on the stall. Uh, Katya has, uh, they do lots of kits uh, with, together with uh, George and Louise's yarn and Katya's uh, patterns. And so it was, it was lovely to visit their stall and might have picked up, been given a yarn to review for a later podcast from them. I do believe that their website is going under some changes at the moment and they have also moved uh, studio. Uh, but do keep an eye out on their social media and Twitter and keep an eye out on Knit British for, for that review that will be coming up. One of the be most beautiful stalls was Isolde's stall, which she shared with uh, Stephen West. And it was it was beautiful because the the back of the the stall was an array of uh, Isolde's and Stephen West's shawl designs and they were so colourful and they even had Isolde's bike as a <laughs> stall ornament and it was it, there was a lot of buzz around that stall it was quite hard to get in at one point I walked past and Stephen West in his fabulousness uh, was sort of standing in the in the middle of the of the stall and all these amazing shawls on the wall behind him and he just looked like the most beautiful peacock <laughs> he just looked like he had this tail of shawls uh, he, he was fantastic and the stall was fantastic the border mill were there uh, and they were at the first Edinburgh Yarn Festival and I bought some alpaca from them which I still have in stash don't tell them uh, it's one of those really lovely uh, skeins of yarn that I take out and and pet every now and again and then put back in but they had I noticed this time they had a lot more alpaca yarns that were blended with some sheepy friends and I would be interested to try some of that out 
Old Maiden and Yarns were, were there, of course. And uh, May from Be Inspired Fibres had a stall, Be Inspired Fibres in, in Edinburgh. The Sky Shells Dare shop were there, and, and it was they were at the first Edinburgh Yarn Festival as well. I, I remember buying yarn from them. And Java Pearl Designs was on a stall with Knit Run Dig. Uh, and this was a stall run by two podcasters, Sam from Knit Run Dig and Cece from the Geeky Girls. And uh, Damaris was on hand as well. And that was a fun, they had uh, sort of a small corner stall. They had CC socks and Sam's bags. And you know, every time I walked past, they were busy. They were really busy. It was lovely. Eden Cottage Yarns were there. And I got to go and smoosh some of their fantastic new bases. Uh, currently, I am knitting with the milburn yarn to review now i was going to do that review for this episode but as i say i'm not doing any of the regulars this episode so that'll be next episode i'll, I'll bring that review but it was just lovely to go and have a smoosh all vicky's yarns are just so smooshable and such a feast on the eyes with her fantastic color palette and susan crawford vintage and i i never got back to susan's stall i saw her on saturday morning when i was going around collecting door prizes I was on sort of a mission and I was just like good morning as I <laughs> breezed past her stall that she was setting up and fantastic stall as always I love Susan's stall and her style um uh but yes I never got back I was really hoping that I was going to see some of the people that I didn't get a chance to say hello to during the day at the cabaret but that was full on too you know there was so that is a is a good rundown of of the the main stall holders uh two other stalls that were at Embry Yarn Festival I couldn't wait to run to were Easy Knits and Woolen Flower now I've been following Woolen Flower who's Julia on Instagram and Twitter for a wee while and in the weeks running up to Embry Yarn Festival she was you know, Instagram and these pictures of these amazing cowls, fair isle and colourwork cowls that she'd been knitting for the festival and also these fantastic uh, toolkit zippy pouches that were made from ha- old Harris tweed coats and you know she didn't have, th- those were the two main things she had in her stall and my goodness those were f- two fantastic must have things and I bought one of each, I couldn't wait to visit that stall and and uh and have a good look it was near the end i'd already bought the the pouch during the day but it was near the end of the day on sunday and uh she, she was sort of starting to tidy up and i was like oh my goodness thank you thank god you still got some curls left and i had a quick chat with her and she's coming to shitland wool week this year so i i and she's going to be opening up an, a shop soon as well and so i do urge you to have a look i'll put uh, the links on the show notes if I remember, I'm so sorry, I think this is going to be a really linky show notes. Um, so I will try and remember to put all these links on there. Uh, the other stall that I wanted to, to visit was Easy Knits. I love the colours that John dyes. And I was cock-a-hoop to see his smoke base, which I have here. Now, smoke is 55% Exmoor Blueface, 25% White Wensleydale, 10% Grey Wensleydale, 10% Swarbles. And this is a really divine yarn. I bought it in the Cardinal colourway, which is a rich red, rich bright red, and the Dubloon colourway, which is a beautiful golden colour. And 
it was fantastic 150 grams 500 meters which is just an awesome uh, ratio i think i really love when, when we get big when there are big skeins on offers i like big skeins and i cannot lie fantastic and so and that was i thought that was a really special yarn and i asked about it the chap that served me wasn't john but he said that the base is going to be slightly changing and it's going to have a little dash of shetland in it and i said well of course coming from shetland you can't beat a bit of shetland um so i think that'll be even lovelier and again it's one of these yarns that i bet if you hand squish grabbed it you would say Actually, when you hand squish grab this, it's got a lovely bounce back, but it's it has got that slight crispness. But as I'm saying that, these beautiful long hairs, these beautiful long fibres are just so soft. So, 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 so soft. So uh, I look forward to seeing um, the bases with the Shetland in them as well. So I bought two skeins of that. Out in the pop-up market, um, I didn't get a chance to have too much of a shop in the pop-up market but I know that Yellow Bear Wears was very popular with her nitty related jewellery and stitch markers and uh, Stoffelie as well the doll kits really unusual but very beguiling actually very beguiling so uh, that's just you know that is just what I can read out without losing there were there were heaps of of there was heaps of interest heaps and heaps of interest and the saturday was just an utter whirlwind and for me it was all about meeting people and talking to people and just it i've said this before but when you meet people from from twitter land or ravelry land if they're just as nice in real life and and that you know I, I i feel that connection that um connection through our communities online and and that comes across when we meet at things like this and the podcast lounge of course was an awesome uh, place to do that so day one of Edinburgh Iron festival was incredible it really was an incredible day and we had to, to sort of tidy up quite smart smartish on the saturday because uh, our area was getting moved back to make room for the cabaret hosted by the fantastic felix ford and my main objective at five o'clock was oh my goodness i need to eat something because i hadn't eaten anything all day and it was at this point that i met up with hazel tyndall and jenny reed and we were like let's go for a wee walk and see if we can find some food uh, although where the corn exchange is situated there isn't a lot of places to eat apart from mcdonald's and i didn't know if i had it in me to take hazel tyndall for her first big mac so <laughs> it was an option it was an option <laughs> um <laughs> But um, as it happened, we, we went for, for a walk a little further along the road and we found an Indian and Indian restaurant. And after a few uh, hearty starters was all we really needed, then it was time to, to scoot back on the bus and get back to the corn exchange for the cabaret. And I, but th that sort of little, little steam valve of, of the day was fantastic to sit down with Jenny uh, who was taking photos of the event 
and um and hazel and just sort of have a little oh wasn't that cute hmm. oh, that kind of that kind of way um so we got back to, to the corn exchange where I was met by the lovely fella for the cabaret and the cabaret what consisted of some stand-up by the fantastically lovely felix ford and a pub quiz devised by felix and isolda uh, thankfully Carrie and Dave had, had saved a spot for us at their table which uh, consisted of uh, Carrie and Dave, me and Clint, Katja Frankel, the lovely Bronman Livingston and then we were joined by Joanne's Grace and Kat Golden who didn't stay for the, the, the pub quiz and Alison from the Yarn in the City podcast <laughs> we heartily enjoyed uh, Felix's stand-up which involved lots of sheepy sounds and kazoos and it was all based on her creating her fantastic book very very funny and the best bit was uh, challenging stereotypes and she was talking about the, the shreddy knitting nanas of a British advertising fame uh, that uh, sort of pushes the stereotype that it's only grannies who knit and grannies who knit uh, shreddies which are a breakfast cereal here in the UK which are actually as Felix pointed out woven not knitted and she worked out <laughs> how much it would actually cost if if nanas were paid uh, a fair wage for what they knitted for a box of shreddies <laughs> and it was hilarious about four thousand pounds or something <laughs> and how long it would take to knit a shreddy if one could knit a shreddy it was very funny and as i say followed by the pub quiz uh, devised by felix and Zolda, which was hilarious and there was some sheep assemblage uh, going on and uh, we had to match up uh, noises to their uh, sheepy noises to their location in the world, whether it was in uh, uh, the Vaux show in Shetland or on a farm in Estonia by a busy road. All these little clues that we had to, to look for. It was such good fun. It really was hilarious and really was good fun. And at one point, myself and Hazel Tyndall had to get up on the stage and assist Isolde and Felix in part of the quiz, where the quizzers had to interpret a goodick and a goodick is a Shetland riddle um, and so Hazel read it out in Shetland and I sort of parsed it in English uh, in English for a <laughs> um, translation and it was just it was hilarious I haven't laughed so much uh, in a really long time it was it was brilliant and then it was time to go because we had to do this all over again the next day and that is where I'm going to leave it for today so come back at the end of the week for part two of my unwinding of the edinburgh yarn festival thanks very much for listening and see you again shortly thanks for listening to the knit british podcast to find out more visit www.knitbritish.net you can email me louise at knitbritish.net i'm on twitter and instagram as at knit underscore british and I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. You can listen to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher Radio and knitbritish.net. Bye.